0: This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to the awful and awesome entertainment rap.
1: Hello, hello. Welcome to the awful and awesome entertainment rap, episode number two sixty-four. My name is Abhinandan Sekri.
0: And I'm Nidhi Suresh.
1: And you're filling in for Raj. Raj Sen. Sen. You yes.
0: can't be as mean to me today. You yeah, said today. you won't.
1: I have to, I said <laughs> I would. I have to be on my best behavior. <laughs> because <laughs> there's a too big a age difference. And technically, Nidhi does report to me, so...
0: Yeah, but Jude's told me not to consider you my boss for the next 45 minutes.
1: As Jude and who, <laughs> who authorised Jude to, to take that decision? Jude is the producer of this show. Clearly, he's also reporting to someone else. <laughs> but uh, yes, pl- feel free to disagree and tell me what a boomer I am. So, Nidhi, who is... Our crack reporter. In fact, your report's gone out today, the profile on yeah, Navika. On
0: Navika Kumar, uh, where unfortunately we could never spend time with her or Rahul Shiv Shankar.
1: But we do, we we play with the hand we are dealt. Yes. And, and
0: uh, we've spoken to multiple, and this is the second time actually we're doing a profile on someone who refused to speak to us. They just, feel Surya also didn't.
1: No one wants uh, to news speak laundry. to See, us. Such, such is the beauty of news laundry. <laughs> But thank you that we don't take any ads and you guys support us. But Nidhi is not here to talk about her reports. For that, you have to go to newsrun.com and see what amazing, spectacular reporting she does. Today, she's doing something a little more frivolous, which is (laughs) co-hosting awful lots of entertainment rap. So tell me, Nidhi, what will you be telling us about and educating me on?
0: So I must give you the context of why I'm here in the first place and how I got here. Mm. Uh, Last week, uh, I spent a lot of time waiting for Parikshit to work on a hatris documentary. So I was waiting for him and I was in the new office and I was watching Coffee with Karan. Uh, and everyone was talking about how lame I am for watching Coffee with Karan. But by, in like five minutes, everyone was also watching it with me. Uh, which is when Jude had the mind-blowing idea that I should be on Awful and Awesome so with you. I'm just making a
1: note of what is happening <laughs> in the other office. <laughs> I should make visits there a little more often. So everyone sits and watches Coffee with Karan yeah, when they are Yeah, we in had
0: office. momos also.
1: And it's momos, Really? <laughs> I have no idea this is what's happening. Clearly, I'm learning all <laughs> sorts of new things about my own organization. <laughs> but uh, so therefore, Jude said, why don't you talk about Coffee with Karan? Yeah. So A, uh, okay, you'll talk like us about Coffee with Karan. I genuinely believe I'm not just being, you know, facetious is the word. I think it actually is not good for your brain. No matter how smart you are, no matter how much you think that you're in control, exposing your mind to stuff like this deteriorates the mind. I highly recommend you don't watch stuff like this. And the other day when we were discussing it, Manisha informs me even she watches it regularly. Yeah. I was like, we are fucked. News Laundry is done. If no,
0: I think it's great actually. I think it's, for me at least, it's an absolute pleasure to go home after doing all the reporting we do hmm. and watch Coffee with Karan, which is mindless.
1: It doesn't piss you off. It doesn't make you, like, like. it doesn't, you don't feel it slowly Not eating at all.
0: It. Not at all. I absolutely love the energy, and I think it's great because we lack uh, uh, as many unabashed people as there are. Like Karan is so unabashed, and we're all craving for that, especially in this time when you're expected to be so politically correct. Uh, he is
1: politically correct.
0: Well, he tries to play it safe, but he's also unabashed. Like his his aggression, his elitism, everything seeps through when he's talking. So yeah,
1: okay. I mean, hmm.
0: So he can't hide it, even if he does, I, even if he wants to. I
1: disagree. I mean, I mean, I think he is a, like he's a Donald Trump role, you know, into... Anyway, I'll come will So, you've that.
0: never watched it?
1: I've never watched a full episode, I must admit. I've watched snippets two minutes here, three minutes there, 30 seconds here. I think I'd, I've gone up to about five and a half minutes at most mm-hmm. in one sitting. I can't. It just...
0: It, None of the seven seasons, not even one episode fully. I've
1: never watched a That's full really episode. That's really
0: sad. Yeah. Yeah. Have you watched Keeping Up With The Kardashians? Because it's kind of I the tried.
1: Same. I think we made it to seven minutes. We, it discussed, yeah, we, we, we tried to review it on this. Rajshree had oh, suggested.
0: It's the same. It's It has the same effect. You same know? energy. Yeah, same energy. Because it's about the idea is to make you think that you're getting some sort of insight into the celebrity's life, which well, is I just obviously think I'm scripted. Old. I, think,
1: I think it's just but, my but that
0: too, you think about everything.
1: That's true. I think about uh-huh. everything. I think I was born old. Yeah, that's what <laughs> my sister said. In fact, so we're going to be talking about Coffee with Karan, why she watches it. You've told us some. You'll tell us yeah. some more. Then... I started watching a series called The Most Hated Man on the Internet. I will not review it and I'll tell you why. Uh, Nidhi is going to tell us about worst person in the world, movie. Yeah. And Malayakunju.
0: Malayankunju
1: Malayankunjan
0: Malayankunju Start with saying Param. Param. Yeah, you can say that. See, that huh? I can
1: say. I can do... Uh, Malambura. Malambura. Huh,
0: so Malayankunju
1: No. <laughs> 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 okay, and then we have two ads. And because uh, we have a song... I must say, Jude really packed the list today. <laughs> and we have uh, Rakhi. So we have some Rakhi commentary as well. <laughs> and uh, before we get into all that, can I please request you to subscribe and pay to keep news free? This episode is going to be free because it's my birthday day after tomorrow.
0: Oh, really? And I can
1: take such decisions. But I'm only making this free so that I guilt trip you guys into subscribing. Give me a birthday gift. Subscribe to News Laundry. We'll make this episode free. But reporters like Nidhi, producers like Jude, all the stuff we are doing requires resources and funds, and we don't take any ads. And as you can see, newspapers, news channels are full of Sarkari ads. Unless you make an effort to change the revenue model of news, news is not going to serve you. It's going to become the propaganda tool that it has become in the hands of, you know, a small select bunch of people, whether it be political organizations or corporate organizations. So, click on the link below, pay to keep news free. And from next week, again, we'll take this behind the paywall. In fact, we'll only keep it outside the paywall for a week after we we'll pull this behind the paywall. Your birthday week. Birthday week. You're so, a Leo. I'm a Leo. Leo the lion. a
0: lion. Now it makes a lot of sense, though.
1: What does the dialogue
0: No, no, that you're a Leo. Why? Because Leo is supposed to be headstrong, leaders, is but right? stubborn, angry. I'm
1: not angry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've been told you're a very different person on this episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, we shall not give away anyone's news on your know, secrets. Uh, you shall tell us about um, the worst person in the world.
0: Yeah. I said goodbye to me. I looked in the mirror, then I
1: began to cry. I'm not aware of any show that, a film, that deals with this, and I, I get it. a lot of people f- feel this societal social structures inhibit mm. their gay abandon with which they'd like to conduct their lives and it guilt trips into them. So this film is about that.
0: Sort of. It's a coming of age film. It's mm-hmm. a Norwegian film. It was released in 2021, October, if I'm right. Uh, and it saw a lovely premiere at the Cannes, which received a lot of critical acclaim. Um, the film sort of revolves around this one woman, Julie, uh, from so we follow her from the time she's 26 to the time she's 30, I believe. So it's the last, her transitioning from a late 20 to early 30 year old. And it starts with this scene where you see her, you know, standing in the ba- Behind her is Oslo, the city of Oslo. And she's standing in this, she's a beautiful woman. She's standing in a black dress, smoking a cigarette. And what you see is a very self-assured young woman who, you know, it seems to be able to find her way through the world. But through the movie, which is divided in about 13 parts... Uh, You see her going through, you know, different professions, different men, uh, and constantly sort of trying to understand what she wants, especially as a modern woman. And I completely relate to this, you know, you're constantly trying to find your identity in your job and the people who love you and trying to, you know, feel validated by all of these things around you. Mm. Uh, It can get very confusing. And she's sort of navigating through all this. And every time she takes a decision for herself, which can come across selfish, she feels like the worst person in the world. Uh, so the movie sort of looks at that and where she kind of ends up arriving at the age of 30 there isn't a big climax but it's more this journey that so it's you know she goes that
1: through caters to the self indulgence of zoomers
0: okay but tell me before, actually I wanted to ask you this before we go into this generational <laughs> that, uncle talk world that to you will do that
1: is ham.
0: exactly what the film is not about have ham, you watched it no <laughs> I'm just you're infamously underprepared for this podcast <laughs> <laughs> hmm so I wanted to ask you, what were you doing when you are 26? And don't tell me you were working a lot and on Meera Nair's set. Like, what were you feeling and doing?
1: What was I feeling? 26, I was feeling, have I taken the right decision in quitting my job and, and trying to start a company of my own? Hmm. All the channels were launching. Uh, because I was one of the early entrants into the media space, you were constantly wondering, should I, uh, you know, get a job in one of these channels? Because there were good, great jobs available. I was uh, getting a little more confident in my physicality and, and my just, you know, that awkwardness was gone. Mm. I still hadn't completely thrown off, like, I really don't give a fuck about, you know, what I wear or what I drive or how rich someone is. I was still a little self-conscious of that because I had a lot of friends who were insanely rich. So sometimes the social space you were in was not where I was from. Mm. So that self-consciousness was there, but it had begun to, uh, I had begun reaching the, I don't give a fuck, but I wasn't there yet.
0: When did you get there?
1: I think I got there by my uh, early 30s.
0: So it's that like late 20s to early 30s. Late 20s, early 30s,
1: I really, I I couldn't give a shit whether I was talking to, you know, a Mm. billionaire or uh, this thing. But Mm. yeah, that time it was, I was self-conscious.
0: Yeah, so it, it actually taps into that sense of self-consciousness. It's not self-indulgence. It talks about this feeling of being self-conscious and mm-hmm. how you deal with that. Like one particular- no, but for
1: women, it's very different. I think for women, every um, intimacy that you entertain or encourage imposes a guilt on you. For men, the guilt is of a different sort. If I'm not making it materially in life, I'm letting down my family. I mean, even men have pressures yeah. and they are significant. Yeah. But for men to encourage or, you know, kind of indulge themselves in intimacy doesn't lead to a guilt trip Hmm. with women it does
0: and it's tricky because today's woman or the age that I see myself in you're a lot more away from family right like you live alone you're you're financially independent you're trying to make ends meet so that sense of physical guilt is not there because you're not around that same Mm -hmm. environment and you are sort of starting to train yourself to think you're independent you're going to have a career and this is what you should focus on But you have internalized so much of this Mm -hmm. guilt and so much of these thought processes. Like, I mean, I'm in my late 20s now and I somewhere do start thinking of motherhood. Mm -hmm. But that's the fight I was having with my parents that I don't want to be thinking of this. But now they're not around. Their voice is not around. But they're in my head. So you still keep kind of going through that same cycle.
1: So is it a chick flick?
0: Not at all. Okay, it's not. Not at all.
1: Men will also identify with it. Absolutely.
0: I think men will. Because the story is as much about... Uh, her as much as it is about the men in her life Hmm. and and the journey they are on with her as well because she falls in love with someone who's much older to her at a point when you know she's professionally confused and seeks a lot of validation from this older man who seems to find value in her Hmm. Uh, which happens a lot when you're young and you want you know people to like you and see value in you and it's how this man also changes through this time so I highly recommend you watch the movie.
1: Okay, so that's one good recommendation. Now let me tell you about what I watched. Call the most hated man on the internet, I'm curious about documentaries as my preferred go-to format.
0: I woke up, you know, you, you wake up, you look at your phone, 200 notifications.
1: There I was, topless, multiple photos. It was an absolute shock. I had one goal, get this site taken down. It's going to get a lot worse. He was planning something even more dangerous. He didn't expect any accountability. I don't know why all these people, you know, hate me. I'm just making money off your nude pictures. So I was keen to watch it because I had heard that, you know, it's really disturbing the kind of shit people do. So... I'm not, you know, first I thought I won't mention it at all because people will end up watching it. I had a serious problem with it, and I I don't know whether it's just me, I'm just over analyzing it. I just found it exploitative. It's about this guy called Hunter Moore. He's a despicable, horrible man who started a website for revenge pawns. So, you know, if, you know, guys who've been dumped or they'll hack into accounts and even of men, they'll, you know, apparently, you know, (laughs) I found this quite funny. This guy was talking, you know, like you're flirting on the end and then you just send a chick a dick flick. A dick pic. I was, since when did that become like a thing? So she's a What is your zodiac sign? Let me read your palm. Yeah, I'll send you a dick flick. I thought, maybe that, it's that a dick is. Dick pic. Haan, hmm. Dick pic, sorry. Maybe hmm. <laughs> are But I found that ridiculous. But even guys who've done that, they'll put that up. And how it destroys you know, young girls' lives, you know, in a a moment of trust or indulgence. So it's, he set up a website and he was profiting off that. But I thought the documentary series was doing what he was doing in a more sophisticated manner. I I just Mm -hmm. thought one interview really disturbed me. And I thought it was very exploitative, that interview. Uh, Maybe, and that woman was clearly messed up in the head. A, to do the kind of stuff that she did earlier. Two to do the interview. And because she had kids who at some stage would watch that interview and watch that, it just, I found it really fucked up so I couldn't watch it anymore. So don't watch it. <laughs> but in case you meet Hunter or anywhere, uh, this is a guy who needs to be dealt with in the old-fashioned way, not in what the new that? ways. Justice was instant when I was young, when I was in college. You fucked up, you had a few things broken. No one went.
0: It's a very real anxiety though, especially it's, today. It's
1: shocking the kind of stuff yeah. that, just went so I just found it very disturbing and this is the thing I went back home and I was watching it at night and I was like yeah I can't watch this it mm-hmm. was too much uh yeah very 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 sad but we're also going to talk about by the way fashion you know because obviously <laughs> who else We talk about fashion has one person who wears the same thing every single day of his life
0: yesterday you wore black on black I'd never seen you on black on black
1: yeah, I, I wore a black pathan suit yesterday I, yeah. th- th- I usually wear those in the evening but yesterday, it was just lying there, so I wore it.
0: What logic is that? <laughs> what? What is it? As the sun
1: goes down, your kurta changes. In the heat, you are i going to wear a black patan suit, right? Nah? Oh. So hot in Delhi. So winter, you wear black. In winter, sometimes, but I wear black only at night for dinners and all. So we talk about fashion. But let's read an email first. Okay. Also reminding you, this episode is free. Please subscribe. The link is below. Pay to keep news free. Sharam karo. Don't leave it to governments and, you know, Patanjali ads and Ambani ads and Adani ads to support news. You also do it. Otherwise, it will only serve those who pay for news. This email is from Anam. Dear A&R. That's Abhinan and Rajshri. Hmm. Last time I wrote, I had recommended some Korean shows, which was a futile attempt since you aren't that interested in reading <laughs> subtitles. Or not for Korean shows, at least. He he. We did actually, Anam, uh, uh, we reviewed a couple of Korean shows. In fact, not two. One was that Squid Games and one more, I remember. I would now like to recommend The Staircase on Prime. I think Rajshi might like it. An interesting murder mystery with Colin Firth and Tony Collette. I usually mispronounce all names, so I'm guessing I've mispronounced these as well. On another note, I'm loving the Let's Talk About series. The recent episodes on RSS were narrated beautifully and gave a very nuanced look into history. Thank you. It is for subscribers only. The link below It is the most comprehensive, you know, Scrutiny you'll have of RSS, so do check it out. On yet another note, I'm struggling to understand the purpose of YBT If the show is meant for people who want specific insights Mr. Kamran and Ritra have, then I get it. However, if the purpose is to make listeners think and reflect on these topics, I find the conversations to be rather dull and not very insightful either. There's no depth of knowledge to anything said, and it mostly sounds like their own random opinion that may not always be based on actual facts. Love, awful and awesome. So thank you, Anam, for your support and for your subscription. Uh, Well, actually, long-form podcasts are just, you know, two people giving their pillowing yarn. Even Hafta is kind of like that. So is this. But because they take up some subjects that are a little serious, you may feel that, but they aren't area experts. But my logic of a podcast like that is they're two really interesting and smart people. And they're both really smart. Let me tell you that. I mean, as an average regular bloke, they're well-read. And to be a stand-up comic, you have to have an insight, which is smart. So I just thought two people of their caliber and their kind of sensibility uh, would have interesting conversations. That's basically the concept, yeah. But let's see how it goes. This email is from Anonymous. Honestly, Nico, if subscribers can put up with your singing and indulge your millionth time reference to the time you were an AD on Monsoon <laughs> Wedding and how those four days in <laughs> Mumbai revealed all the complexity of all mechanization of Bollywood and Rajshri's references to West Bengal life are totally cool too. First of all, I wasn't an AD, I was a camera assistant. Oh
0: God, this is the point of what she's saying.
1: Oh, sorry. (laughs) Stop being an old snarky friend who isn't curious anymore. Don't be so nasty that you prove yourself deserving of Rajshri's (laughs) metaphoric wax every once in a while. Surprise the listeners by laughing with each other rather than at each other. Love the show, loads of anonymous love from you know who, but let's pretend you don't.
0: It sounds like some ex (laughs) who's really annoyed with you. (laughs) 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. नहीं नहीं <laughs> so, now tell us about Mali. Yes, tell us. <laughs> Mali.
0: Malayan gunja. Okay, fine. <laughs> no, I want you to say
1: Malay Kunya. So
0: one time I get to do this.
1: <laughs> Malay Kunya. <laughs> okay,
0: dude. This <laughs> is. What's the
1: film about? <laughs>
0: it's Malayangunya. Basically, he means uh,
1: son of the mountain. Hmm. You not to to
0: i actually a Fahad Fasil movie, a Malayalam movie, and first time A.R. Rahman is composing music after 28 years in Malayalam cinema. Okay. Uh, and apparently he was pushed by Fahad Fasil uh, to compose music for this movie, even though he didn't have time.
1: Hmm. Uh,
0: so the movie, I mean, Malayalam cinema itself in the last few years has been really going through this sort of change on camera and off camera when it comes to misogyny, misogyny, uh, this sort of male ego. We've seen movies like Kumlangi Nights. Have you seen it? Yeah. Great Indian Kitchen. You Great reviewed Indian it. Yeah.
1: Reviewed it as well. Yeah.
0: So in this movie too, we see sort of, and there's all the other things that are happening off camera with the Me Too movement, which started much before the Weinstein movement in mm. Malayalam cinema, which actually started in Kerala with Dilip's case and everything. Um, so in this movie too, you see Fahad Fasil, he's a technician. He basically repairs laptops and sits in his room, wakes up at three in the morning. And he is frustrated with his life. He's annoyed. Uh, and this isn't a spoiler, but he, his father basically committed suicide.
1: That's okay. Our audience is used to spoilers. Uh-huh. Us. I know Rajshree gives a lot of mm.
0: spoilers and you haven't watched it, so you wouldn't know. Mm. <laughs> so, um, Fahad Fasil is a technician and he's very frustrated with his life. And he sort of also has this uh, feeling of belonging to his place, which is very strong. So, he's very possessive about his land, his home, his house, a lot more than his people. Mm. Uh, and he is, you can see that he's a very casteist man. So he's a, hes very angry with the fact that his sister went away with someone who's not from the same caste. So mm. he doesn't speak to her. He's a very difficult man, struggles with vulnerability, speaks to his mother very rudely. And the interval sort of arrives at a cliffhanger where there's a landslide. So throughout the film, you know that the landslide is coming. Because mm. people around are saying, you know, we should move to the camps and everyone's leaving. But Father is like, no i don't give a shit i'm not moving this is hmm. my place and when the landslide occurs the second half of the movie is actually very claustrophobic cuz you just see this man sort of struggling to come out so he's it, been he's under okay okay and hmm. there's almost like four or five dialogues in the second half of the movie and only malayalam cinema can pull off an almost art movie as a commercial cinema yeah
1: i think mallu cinema is by far head and shoulders above sorry to you know yeah. interrupt but a lot of our kanadiga audience have sent me some messages in the past that i am illiterate but the I any mean, the canada films i see are very bollywood so i i really don't think i Raj Molly is a Karan Johar. Hmm. It's Kannada, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't watch Kannada cinema, so I don't know much.
1: Now you're going to get hate also. It's <laughs> not But yeah, Malu cinemas, I think. <laughs> Why haven't the you
0: best. made a Malu playlist then? You've only made a Punjabi playlist. I've made a playlist? Haven't you made some song playlist of. or you're either singing all the time. Yeah, Punjabi I sing music.
1: Punjabi songs all the time.
0: You never put any effort to learn
1: or sing. But I don't and, understand Malayalam.
0: Haven't you ever had a Malu girlfriend? Everyone in Delhi has had a Malu girlfriend.
1: Can we just stick to that? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, Malu's are everywhere, you know? <laughs> See, uh, <so> Jude <laughs> told least, me you're not my I boss got, today. At least I could shut down, <laughs> Rajshri.
1: <laughs> without being called toxic boss. shut Without being called a toxic boss. <laughs> <laughs> down, a toxic boss. Uh, so, then... Jude
0: told me very clearly you're not my boss right now. I'm okay, so, not your boss right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, the film is gets very intense in the second half. And you're also constantly you know you really dislike the character but you do end up sort of rooting for his survival and the idea You're of the, the
1: second half is almost entirely him under plants yeah
0: yeah and it's it it i was just reading up that okay. they couldn't even shoot with a stunt double because it's so close up like hmm. it's the camera's in his face and he actually sustained injury and had to go through surgery cuz it it's really it's really intense like he's really under and there's some very interesting this I have to
1: watch. seems very interesting film
0: okay. yeah and the idea sort of is to come th- to this point where the landslide and this tunnel that he's sort of mm-hmm. trying to go through is symbol- emblematic and I mean emblematic uh, of, of his mother's umbilical cord. At least this it is intense, what intense intense. heavy See we do very serious work at News Laundry. I'm not used <laughs> to this frivolous thing that you do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I see okay but this so, uh, this guy has just taken the country by storm everyone's talking about him hello. you know all the who i really like and i'm so bad with names is the guy who was in a uh, sudani from nigeria mm. he was also in robot
0: and in virus
1: uh, yes yes he's uh, oh. i find him really good he's an amazing actor I'm
0: wondering what he his just name becomes was. the character i'm for- he was in kumbalangi nights as well i'm forgetting his name
1: i'm trying to think did i watch kumbalangi nights but by the way I, i'm just curious to know what did you think of the great indian kitchen because You know, I'm curious, yeah.
0: I thought the movie, uh, I liked the first half. I didn't like the ending. The ending for me was similar to like, you know, Lipstick Under My Burkha where these women smoke a cigarette and they are liberated. Okay. Uh, In this also, she kind of spits or something. She throws the food at him or something like that and she leaves.
1: The end is that she's choreographing that song, that that dance sequence with But she leaves
0: home after doing something uh, symbolic, Mm. Right. Uh, so that kind of I get a little annoyed with because that doesn't really happen. Mm. Like all of the other things, especially this scene where, you know, the, the father in law is mm,
1: oh the my bones. God,
0: it hap- it really happens. Mm. And I've seen like generations of women in my family sort of pick up after mm. these uh, after mm. men and clean the table. and it's just disgusting. Mm. so you that disgust is really well uh, brought out because of the number of times they repeat it, right? Uh, in the cinema, so I think that's great. You know,
1: I thought the most, from a p- feminist point of view, a really phenomenal ending of a film was Arth. I don't know if you've seen it, uh, Shabana Azmi, uh, Kulbhushan Kharbanda. where he comes back to her at the end. Mm. And, uh, you know, the assumption is either she would, you know, hook up with uh, Rajkiran, who is the younger man in love with her, infatuated by her, that, you know, because he sees that she's going through a problem with her marriage. And her husband is such a dick. And in the end, either she'd go to Rajkiran or mm. when he comes back saying, I'm sorry, take me back. She'd say, okay. She says no. And that's the end. That she doesn't want him or him. Mm. I thought that was, and it was made in the 70s, I think. It's, I mean, that was pretty phenomenal, I thought. That as an end. It wasn't unrealistic. Yet it was not the bike to complete her life. She has to hook up with one of them. Mm. I love that. was cool.
0: Surprisingly, I watched, uh, did you see Jug Jugg that new uh, Anil Kapoor, what was it, Varundavan Dhawan, Kiyar Advani. I
1: have just, what do you think I do at News Laundry? Just, I just want to know. Cause I yeah, assume a lot you, of you do think a think show
0: a where you review films. <laughs> so I'm hoping that you're watching and not just giving us gyan about prepare and don't wing it.
1: <laughs> oh dear God, okay. Huh? No, I haven't seen Jig Everything Juk-Ju. three
0: years after. <laughs> <laughs> <ass> is coming
1: <laughs> <laughs> But why do you ask?
0: Is it Jug or
1: Jug Jug mm. Yeah,
0: so it's a very interesting. I hated it when I watched it for the first time. I watched it in a very shitty theater in Darya Ganj, mm. uh, where you know life is happening as you're watching the cinema. So it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, the movie is about a dysfunctional family, but it's interesting because again they show this other woman in the film, and for the first time the other woman is not uh, some sort of villain where she's you know trying to. Uh, she's being, she's a home wrecker. Mm. Neither is the wife uh, someone who's you know you you are thinking of as a pathetic woman. She's also going through her own realizations, and very surprisingly, there comes a point in the uh, film where the man Anil Kapoor goes to his mistress, thinking that he's going to leave his wife now and begin life with his mistress, and that's when the mistress realizes what a pathetic man he is, and she's like, no, actually, I don't want this, and she, you know, this she Who just plays like, this role. It's that uh, woman who's in, uh, I will tell you, I don't remember her okay. name. Hmm. Huh. But she's very famous. She has a sort of odd name. Uh, but uh, I thought the portrayal of the other woman was very interesting. Because she's not seen as this uh, villain in the film. In fact, she seems to be the only self-aware person.
1: Really? Yeah. I'm very impressed with the Karan Johar film, all these kind of things <laughs> coming out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I didn't see this the first time I watched the film. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a shit film because it's okay. really just, you know, family, marriage, songs sort of film. But as you think about it, I was like, that's interesting because not a lot of times you see uh, the other woman as a interesting person.
1: Let me think. Are there other films where the other woman is an interesting person? I can't really think right now. Hmm. That's a, that's a good character to explore. But... Uh, Couple of ads also, but before that, I just want to talk about fashion.
0: You had some modeling experience, no? Recently, As which in, we all secretly have been watching on Instagram, by the way.
1: Of, where <laughs> I was. Yes, hi.
0: Tell us how this alternate career is. <laughs> this alternate career, yeah, it was.
1: Pa- it's owned by the family of a friend, and they asked me to do that, and I said okay. So, um, uh, but you know, I was. Reading today's uh, Delhi Times, I don't usually, but I saw the Delhi Times lying there. And there was, you know, I, whatever fashion, some fashion week has come to an end. And the ramp, uh, Arjun Kapoor and Malaika aroda and Rajkumara Bollywood basically was the showstopper. Deepika. Deepika. Hmm. Deepika, of course, was a model. So that is justified. But otherwise, Bollywood was like Arjun Kapoor is hardly the personality of a model. And I, was, and I happened to, you know, go for a fashion show. Hmm. After decades, um I had gone because a friend told me to come. And I was uh, that and it was part of this whatever fashion week and all is happening. Now, what I'm saying may sound a little elitist, but I'm not saying it from any judgment whether it's good or bad. I'm just giving an observation from a person who attended fashion shows and I'm not fashion conscious, I don't have any fancy clothes, etc. And I'm that's I'm not interested. It's that was that's never been a area of interest for me. But the experience of fashion was the first time I went to one. I think it was 92, maybe 1991 or 92. God, I wasn't even born. And I was 17 or 18. I had just, you know, finished school. And it was in Delhi at Hyatt, And I think I've recounted this once briefly. On, And it was a really classy affair. You know, everyone there was well-spoken. And then suddenly the lights went out. Everyone had their glass of wine. They said, the bar is closed now. And all these round tables and this ramp coming through. And all lights went out and two spotlights came and out walked Milin Soman and Meher Jessia. And I almost fell off my chair. I was like, Kisko dekhoon?
0: <laughs>
1: they were both so stunningly beautiful. Then out walked Shamali Verma and Arjun Rampal. And I just checked, Shamali Verma is 64 right now. That is when her career was kind of finishing. So I, I guess she was in her 30s at that time. Uh, if she's 64 right now, yeah, she'd be in her 30s. Again, I could not decide who should I look at. And then there were younger lot, Shaila Lopez, uh, Madhu Sapre. And just the evening and then after the Shahajnav was over, they came down and mingled with the crowd and there were drinks in actual glass, you know, containers, glasses, champagne glasses. And everybody was, you know, dressed really well and fine. And it was a big budget thing. And the two or three fashion shows I've attended in the last five years, you know, all because some friend had requested me to come, are like a very sasta version of what fashion shows used to be. Fashion mm. has become a very, it's become a low-budget exercise from being a big-budget exercise and like from the models and you know, no disrespect because these models are very young. I realize they're college students. They don't have the confidence of Meher Jassi. You know, Meher Jassi was like, I think she was India's top snooker player. Mm. Uh, you know, Arjun Rampal was from Kodakalana International School. Milin Soman was India's national swimmer. These people were well-spoken. They were confident. They were from privileged backgrounds in some sense or the other you know, Madhu Sapri was an outlier at that time that she used to say that people call me Ghati because he had a Marathi accent. But even so, she still had a certain privileged class that came through. Now the kids who are walking the ramps, the the audience, it's not, um, how do I put this without sounding like a dick? These are not the people who'd be invited to a fashion show 25 years ago. You know, Mm. just the whole experience is, and I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. If most of India is, that, then maybe fashion should reflect that.
0: Yeah, I mean it's similar to the transition of like big cinema to small budget films and why we appreciate low budget films right, because they can be sometimes more real more relatable.
1: Right No, I mean, I, I, I think the logic here is different. A, back then you know, designers like Rohit Khosla, Rohit Bal, Sunit Verma they could sell clothes for like a shirt in the 90s or 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 like imagine people would buy it. But today that those people will just buy Ferragamo.
0: I don't know what this is, yeah.
1: But you know, they'll mm. buy Gucci, they'll buy Armani. It wasn't available at the time and there was a... Even the designers don't have that rutba. Like, you know, you don't see any designer showrooms in Khan market now because they can't afford the rent. Hmm. They'll be bankrupted. Only you'll see a Ferragamo or a Gucci or these kind of things. So, I think the economics has changed. The revenue model or whatever, you know, the whole...
0: Like, I think that the reason for fashion shows have changed. At one point, it was about beauty, beauty standards, good looks, confidence. Mm. And now it's also a lot about social issues, right? Like, for example, this time, there was a, there was a lot of attention on transgender models. Right, there was a lot of transgender lot models. A lot of body positivity that is being yeah. promoted. So, fa- the reason to be fashionable and to promote fashion has also changed a little over time. Like, before, I don't think fashion designers cared so much about Politically correct or talking about societal right. issues. But
1: again, I all, I mean, maybe I'm just not into it, but even early I was into fashion, but everybody knew who Rohit Bhal was or Sunit Verma was or Ravi Bajaj was or Rohit Khosla was. I've never heard of these designers. Mm. I mean, I haven't seen a single store of them. I mean, I don't know, maybe they are a name somewhere, but I've never heard this name. Early used to see these designers' names up in, you know, bright lights on in Mumbai, in Delhi. I mean, I've never heard of these people. So I just think, uh, I, I don't know if it's a loss, but that experience of being overawed by the models, hmm. I don't see it happening now. I mean, it's I, I feel bad for the models because you can make out they're really low on confidence. Like just the swagger of a Shamuli Verma, hmm. I don't see any model happening today. And instead, you have losers like Arjun Kapoor and all, hmm. you know, who are famous for being famous. And he's, you know, whatever, Anil, uh, Bonnie Kapoor's son or whatever he is. These guys are walking ramps, they are Bollywood has taken over everything, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's just Bollywood took over Coke Studio, took over cricket, took over IPL. Bollywood has, I guess, increased the revenue. It's it's one of those things. GDP has gone up, but the loss to other stuff is significant. Like who take Arjun Kapoor as a model, dude? Seriously. Hmm. I mean I think Rajkumar Rao is an amazing actor and I have a lot of respect for him. But walking a ramp, seriously?
0: No, I get the I get the Bollywood aspect of it. Although I for me as a as like a young woman growing up, I think mm. it's been an interesting change to actually be able to relate to models and how they look. Sure. As opposed to constantly feeling like you're never gonna be that person. You're never gonna look like that. And to look like you can only have that confidence when you look like that. Right. When you see women like you who look like you, who have skin color like you do, walking a ramp and then who have similar bodies that you have and then they're confident. Right. then that's a very interesting thing for me to watch, at least.
1: Although the color thing wasn't... I mean, Madhu Sapre, Shara Lopez, they were all really dark, dusk, dusky. Even Meher wasn't particularly, you know, gori chitti or anything. Hmm. But yeah, I get what you mean. In other aspects, the whole... The model is not what the model used to be. But also, you know, these guys used to charge 50, 80, a lakh for yeah. a ramp. Today, these kids get paid 5,000, 3,000.
0: Because you can get paid more on Instagram. So.
1: Yeah, so the the whole... Economics of hiring a model has changed, so why would some, just like even beauty queens, yeah, you know the Sushmitas, the Aishwarya's, the Priyanka Chopras, today's feminist is India's. Yeah, you don't even know can't who they can't string a sentence of confidence together because they come from a very different background. The privilege is gone, which is, a, I guess, it's fair because that's what most of India is. Hmm. Anyway, so that's a hot take on fashion. So there are two ads. One of them is this one on Kurkure. Beta London पढ़ने <laughs> I was just telling him how beautiful your daughter is and how lucky we are. Child duty. <laughs> Child, duty. Child, duty. Child duty. Child duty. So what do you think? Funny, not funny?
0: I thought it was terribly, and both ads I thought were very boring, which yeah. we're both going to discuss. Uh, I actually enjoyed watching uh, other reviews of the Kurkure uh, flavor hmm. it's so funny I didn't know that people do that they just open the packet eat the kurkure and tell you it's nice or it's not nice and it That's has so many
1: views on video that
0: on video I had no idea <laughs> and it's so much fun and it's so basic I love it but the ad I thought was I mean it was very boring I really didn't have much of an opinion on it I just yeah even it was, I thought it was very yummy and yeah. again I
1: think I mean I don't know what to think I think because the pressure of politically correct thought is always there at the back of our minds why is it funny if your house help is speaking English yeah
0: that definitely crossed my mind when it I watched does. it yeah. Look, why is that a
1: punchline yeah that the you know house help speaks English or but anyway so yeah it was nothing but the second is the Cadbury celebration ad which is a Raksha Bandhan because it's Raksha Bandhan soon uh, so all Behno you can subscribe pay to keep news free no, sorry. In Rakshad the ma the brother gives money. Yeah. No? Yeah. But he eh? life has changed. time has changed. <laughs> you can give your brother money by subscribing to News Laundry. <laughs> and send a su- subscription to your brother. <laughs> you
0: just twisted it into some feminist thing for no reason. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for subscription, not for no reason. <laughs> for subscription, I can do anything. <laughs>
0: Subscribe to be a feminist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to be a feminist.
0: <laughs> My question about it was you know, why is it that Indian ads are so focused on showing celebration and happy families? Like, I'm yet to come across an ad where we're talking about celebration with a completely dysfunctional family. Like, I'm so bored of seeing this, oh, so happy, mm, oh, so happy. Um, can you, is there any ad from your time, which was mm. about dysfunctional families or...
1: Mm, Hamlo was was about a dysfunctional family. An ad. So was uh-huh. Buniaad, but an ad... Uh, <laughs> No, I can't. Th- Everyone, every ad had to be very happy. Jo apni misses such karte prestige Yeah, no matter how uh, annoying your child, no one slapped the child. I remember there's <laughs> so many children in ads. And there all these kids running with tobu cycles. And you just want to kick each of those kids. But, <laughs> because you're wondering how is the tobu cycle? Not collapsing under the weight of this child. Oh, wow! <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but there was, yeah. I mean, dude, uh, no, I, it was all hard. But yeah, that's a very good observation.
0: Yeah, I just there's nothing about dysfunctional families.
1: But there was an ad about single motherhood. Uh, I, I don't remember what it was for, but the assumption that there will be a father or a husband as well. I think we reviewed it also an awful so I'm not wrong. But yeah, but, but you know, the whole brother-sister thing, Yeah. only one song has got it right. There have been so many attempts at a bhai-behen ka rishta, hmm. which just make you say Are you, up. Here.
0: Are you this kind of brother with your sister?
1: Dude, when you have two <laughs> sisters, six years and three years older than you, our often awesome audience knows enough about it. I mean, of course, now they're in their 50s, I'm in my late 40s. But till you're young, the you're always intimidated because you've been beaten up so much as a kid. Hmm. So it's not that, I mean, when I went to college, you know, I wouldn't need, they wouldn't need my protection. I could say I'm their brother, so don't fuck with me, you know. Mm. So, and they're also very, um, yeah, I mean, my sisters are like, so yeah, I didn't have to really provide any. My sister traveled three months around the country with truck drivers, yeah, writing a book. So, can you imagine? So, but uh, this song from Hare Rama Hare Krishna. Mm. I think this is the only song that gets the aesthetic, the emotion, the feeling just right. It is a beautiful song. Funnily enough, this film is only known for Hare Rama, Hare Krishna, and Ganja. But I think the best part of Hare Rama, Hare Krishna was uh, the, this, this song about brother sister. Hmm. So, otherwise, brother sister thing is not really something I think any ad or film has got right.
0: Yeah, yeah. I thought the ad was very boring.
1: Right. Now, also on the. Okay, let's. We have two more emails. Let's read those first. So, this one is from Along. Hello, NA team. In episode 262, Abhinana was wondering why nowadays some Indians have strange names, quote-unquote. <laughs> well, there is a video done by Mohak Mangal which might give you some answers. Thank you. Along, the link is below on the explanation by Mohawk on strange names. And this letter is on Abhishek. What is stopping you guys from watching Vikram? It's on Hotstar. Love this podcast. Don't change it anyway. Okay, Vikram. Uh, Abhishek, thank you. But Abhishek, just under your email is Vikram's email. ha <laughs> ha. So what to stop from watching? So I'm watching Vikram's mail. <laughs> oh god. it's there. So Vikram has said who's a subscriber. You I'm don't gonna... need
0: to declare you're an uncle, you know. <laughs> it comes through.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> that is an uncle's joke? Yeah. Oh, okay. So Vikram says, uh, few awful and awesomes. One, Vikram. So Vikram has suggested Vikram. That's Vikram square. Oh god. That's two Vikrams <laughs> for the price of one. Kamal Hassan, Vijay, Fahad Fasil, Disney, Hotstar, stylized storytelling, gripping, gruesome, awesome. Okay. <laughs> Two, Jug Jug Jio, Amazon Prime, overacting, cliched story, awful. <laughs> Three, The Grey Man, best part of the movie is Dhanush, Somewhere between awful and awesome. The third one you already discussed, Vikram, uh, last last podcast. Second, Vikram says, please discuss how Bollywood this year has not been able to give successful films in comparison to cinema coming from South. Is Bollywood delusional? Has it become overconfident? In fact, we discussed this kind of last time, Vikram. You have missed last uh, week's Awful and Awesome. Two of these things were discussed. Gray man and all these flops. Ranveer Singh's nude photoshoot and the outrage that followed. That also we discussed but I would like to know um, Nidhi's view.
0: I absolutely loved it.
1: Also I was disappointed that you guys did not have a feature on Lata Mangeshkar when she passed. She was not even mentioned on the show. This when we have to endure random Punjabi singers and their cringeworthy songs on every podcast. Will you guys make up for that? Vikram actually will. I think we'll do a special on Lata but I think uh, the week she died, because I remember thinking about whether we should. I don't know if he recorded that week. Uh, but I remember uh, thinking about it, that we should have a special. But yeah, point taken. Uh, I, I, You know, I did, uh, last week I did talk about the nude photo shoot. Mm. I thought it was, I think Parthodas Gupta was a uh, photographer who had done nudes. Nudes have to have a lot of shadows. Mm. You know, it can't be flat lighting with this tan. I just thought, like, he has an amazing body. It's not a million-some and Rajan Rampal type body, but still it's, I mean, it's chunky in its own, it's attractive in its own way. But there was no, um, nudes have to have shadows, you know. It was, I didn't find that. It. I mean, as I don't have anything, I think nudes are lovely. Hmm. But as a nude photo shoot, it was really not at all. Up to the mark? No. You know, there's this book, I don't even know if it's available uh, on, uh, there's one which was, it used to come in an aluminium thing which had Madonna, Naomi Campbell, Christy Turlington, all these models' nudes. Hmm. Uh, and then there was one Indian, I think it was a Parthodas Gupta, was the photographer's name, Malaika Eroda, a lot of these Indian nudes. And just so lovely. This was just like, you've just put thousand watts and <laughs> clicked a picture.
0: Uh, I didn't think so much about the lighting. I liked the photo shoot though. I thought yeah. it was great. What I thought was really funny was, I don't know if you saw, the there's a brand of company that makes rugs called Jaipuri Rugs. So, they use this photo shoot to market themselves, saying, this is why you need to get more rugs like this at home. So, then was... you can
1: lie nude on it.
0: So, you can lie nude on it. I thought that was a mind-blowing way of marketing. Chance pe right? dance. Right? You know who else did this who? when uh, Trump had the grab them by the pussy mm-hmm. uh, controversy mm-hmm. uh, he was uh, chewing tiktok like he asks the other person in the van that give me tiktok what if I end up kissing some girls and tiktok oh. was like you know like we don't want to be associated with this they released a full statement on twitter and it became a <laughs> big mean, thing <laughs> Chalo, very so early.
1: I this thought that was chance, uh,
0: great yeah but great marketing I thought it was great did you read the interview this whole photo shoot we <laughs>
1: photo <laughs> 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 the next
0: time you tell us to wing it, not to wing it.
1: <laughs> I, f- was there an interview? What was yes, the interview? I know Rajshree <laughs> read it. She told
0: me. Yeah, so actually for R W this week for a change, we're getting the person who interviewed him. Oh, I see. To okay. kind of look at what was the process uh, of doing yeah, that I, interview. I think this is
1: a bit like people saying, I buy Playboy for the articles, <laughs> you know. A lot of people used to claim that. <laughs>
0: no, I, I definitely enjoyed the pictures, but I was curious if you read the interview as well. No, I didn't, know. No, didn't. Okay.
1: Even that was included. It wasn't actually in the original list. Just, I think, a day before we to record or half a day before Rajshree put that. Because I wasn't even aware of that, actually. Hmm. I had I, I completely missed the whole uh, that night. And did you...
0: I mean, there was a lot of discussion, I mean, online, at least mm. on Instagram and Twitter, mm. that, oh, what if a woman had done a shoot like this and this would have not been accepted? And there would have been so much course, more outrage. Of course, the, the pushback
1: would have been huge. I mean, yeah. her, she she wouldn't have gotten mainstream roles anymore. That would be yeah. the end of her career. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's completely true. If a woman would have posed nude, her she only would have got bold scenes. But bold, glamorous look you. will have a bold, glamorous role. So,
0: but to, to use that as an as a argument against what Rangvir has done, I thought it was a bit of a stretch. It's a good photo shoot, man or woman. Like it went off well. Yeah. I, I thought guess. it was great.
1: So in fact, we had a discussion on, on many people referred to his genitalia, like KRK tweeted calling it Hathyar. Other <laughs> people said I could see his things on this thing. So we, Rashi and I had a very mature discussion. Where are you
0: getting all this information? What platform is this that I am not on?
1: <laughs> Just on, on? On some <laughs> of the debates and all that, so people are referring to, oh. oh, I could see his this. It is obscene because I could... KRK, of course, has said yeah. Ranveer Ka hathiyar. i Zoomed and I was like, KRK, why are you Zooming in and <laughs> Cheek? Anyway. But the point is that, uh, so we had a discussion on, you know, when you when you have babies in the house and children, yeah. you don't call the genitalia penis or a vagina, or you know, there is <laughs> slang like, you know, every stuff with PP, <laughs> <laughs> so we had a discussion around that. <laughs> not, not, you know, you know, that was the kind of insight yeah. we provided in the last often right yeah.
0: <laughs> Rajshree is best for that <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go into that
1: <laughs> so finally there is this song <laughs> It's from a film that's coming out called Brahmastra, uh, which stars Alia Bhatt and uh, Ranveer Kapoor. Ranveer. Ranveer. You said Ranveer. Oh, sorry. Ranveer. So, i and It's trending number one and there's some controversy that's copied from... I mean, I, could, I heard the other two songs. I don't know if it's copied or not, but... It's a very unremarkable song. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a good... It's one of those typical Arjit Singh love songs. And I think if they hadn't created as much hype as they did, it might have actually been a lot more well-received. I mean, it's um, very well-received. But it would have been liked a lot but more. But we don't like, know. I mean, day. just because
1: something's trending... I, I'm Also,
0: it was trending on Instagram, no? No, Jude? I think on...
1: Oh. But trends can be manufactured in the sense through, you know the agencies that do this, right? Yeah, so, I mean, mm.
0: totally. So I, I, it's a very hyped up song. There's nothing out of the world about the song. I don't even think visually their chemistry was yeah, as... Yeah,
1: it was... And also yeah. when he starts singing, I mean, I, I don't know if Arjit Singh is considered like one of the top singers of his time mm. or anything, but the voice just doesn't suit Ranbir at all. Mm. Like when Ranbir it's like, dude, it's not... And even as a voice, it's not like a Kishore Kumar or Mohammed Rafi or, you know. Mm. I was uh, quite unimpressed. I was like, so I was, dude, why we put this mediocre song on the list? But then since... Have you
0: heard the Tamil version of the song? There's a Tamil Telugu...
1: What, does it remake Brahmastra?
0: Brahmastra is
1: releasing in multiple languages. So oh. they've also
0: made the song in multiple languages. I like the Tamil version quite a bit, actually. The Tamil version... Okay. Uh, anyway, Tamil sounds so nice in music, so... That's true. I really like the Tamil version. But you do feel there's a jarring experience going from Arjit's voice to the Tamil singer's voice. And Good I didn't, bad. I didn't like it. You okay. take a minute to sort of because Arjit has a very deep uh, tone, and the Tamil singer doesn't have a very deep tone. Hmm. Uh, but I like how it sounds in Tamar.
1: Right, the last Tamil song that I binged on was Yellow by in Mandela.
0: What is that song?
1: Oh, it's a lovely song. I haven't heard. You must. But, but this song
0: like... has this Kesariya has been part of two controversies now. Second one being. Second one. <laughs> It's almost funny because right before, there's one line in the song uh, which uses the word love storia instead mm. of like, basically the idea is to refer to Prem kahaniya. Okay, but instead of that, the writer says love story, which has controversy because people are very irritated. They've said it's like Elai chi in biryani. Like, why would you use that word? And everyone has had to answer. So Ayan Mukherjee has also justified why he's used the, <laughs> this word.
1: Um, well, when <laughs> Gulzar used, "Tere personal se sawal hain," Gulzar used to liberally throw in, you know, and but because he's Gulzar, no one could question him because it's his body of work. He would say, "Shut up, man. Read the rest of my poetry." Like even mossum, mossum, lovely mossum. Hmm. Uh, and, and then that. He's, he throws in English words here and there.
0: Amitabh Bhattacharya wrote the music. I mean, I wrote the words for this. I'm surprised you said that because I thought you'll say in our time we never used such lame words. We had better ways of expressing love.
1: You really think I'm an uncle, huh?
0: huh? Sure. Do you really think you're an uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. <laughs>
1: So on that note, download the app, subscribe and pay to keep news free, please. This episode is free only for a week. After that, it'll go behind the paywall. You can write in to us at podcasts at newslearned.com. I repeat, podcasts at newslearned.com. But a better way of doing that would be clicking on the link in the show notes below. It takes you to a form which you can fill up. It gives you the word count of how long your email can be. Uh, And we only read subscriber mails. So you can wish me happy birthday or a happy Rakhi <laughs> by subscribing. I hope you will do that. This podcast has been produced by Jude and recorded by Anil. And my co-host today is Nidhi. Very nice. You should join once in a while, Nidhi. Every couple of months, you should come for one. Done. Civilized, awful and awesome.
0: Once my frustration builds up, I'll come in. <laughs> uh,
1: that you can take out your bhadas <laughs> You can counter lecture <laughs> me and spread malicious gossip and rumors about me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We actually didn't even talk about Coffee with Karan that much. Okay, yeah, yeah, before we finish, so tell me.
1: So, other than this, you go back and it... Okay, let me ask you this. When you see the self-indulgence and the complete lack of any sort of... Any awareness in that, doesn't it, like, piss you off? Why do you want to continue to watch it?
0: Because I'm not invested in some intellectual exercise, I'm happy to like hate them also. But but that's what Karan Johar says, right? Like he said, if you love me, you will watch it. Hmm. If you hate me, also you
1: will watch it. Hmm.
0: And it's very self-aware in that sense that it's not trying to be anything that it is. It understands its bullshit value and it's bullshit.
1: Okay, I don't know. I mean, I just think there's so many things that just, I don't like using the word trigger because I find it just misused by the Zoomers. Everything you say, they get triggered. But something (laughs) that just provokes me Hmm. is when he's sitting with someone who is his friend's daughter even if not friend but let's say my classmate's daughter is sitting with me would i crack a joke about getting hard like are you fucking serious like dude man can you draw the line here that's
0: That's not funny it's just
1: it's just each each utterance of his just makes me want to hit my head against a wall so i can't watch it it just i start getting irritated
0: yeah, I mean, there's some. There is some amount of generational gossip that's passed down, and that's why the show even survives. Because I mean, they all know each other in a certain way, and if not for that, the show wouldn't exist, right? If Karan Johar was not hanging out with these people outside of uh, yeah, the set know. and know what he knows, it wouldn't exist, and that's very obvious. And it, I mean, I think it's bullshit. I don't. I'm not saying there's some great intellectual exercise to the show.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's entertaining. No, I'm not saying there has to be. See, so I think the whole. Pursuit of intelligence or something intellectual is an overhyped pursuit. I don't think it is a very noble pursuit. There's nothing fantastic about it. It doesn't have to be intellectual. Sport is an intellectual and I think it's the best thing on earth is sport. There's nothing better.
0: But what do you watch as something that's really silly, which doesn't make sense, but you watch it? There must be something other than the TV news.
1: I'm thinking, (laughs) you know, I I don't think I have any of those uh, Punjabi songs.
0: Basically, then, Lamborghini, Lamborghini Gori Kudi, But then I don't on watch it, 47. I listen to it more than anything huh. else.
1: I, no, I don't think I really watch. I just watch, I mean, I binge watch and sometimes I tweet out, you know, 2006 Champions League final or a... Uh,
0: no, I no, Abhinath, I'm talking about something really silly on Netflix, not sports. Like something that just doesn't make sense.
1: I it, it, I don't have the patience. I'm just old. But but I must tell you one thing. You may think it's not damaging your brain. Hmm. Prolonged exposure to shows like this will damage you. You should avoid it. That
0: is my advice. I feel like bro, you'll fire me after a few years saying you watch too much. So, it's brain drain.
1: It is down the drain, is your brain. So, thank you. <laughs> but uh, that's it uh, for today. Thank you, Miss Suresh. Thank you, Mr. Sikri. And it's a wrap.